Dancing with Robots The 29 Strategies for Success in the Age of AI and Automation By Bill Bishop Preface It will be the best of times, it will be the worst of times, it will be the age of wisdom or the age of foolishness. It will be the epoch of truth or the epoch of lies. It will be a season of light or a season of darkness. It will be the spring of hope or the spring of despair. We have everything before us, or nothing before us. We're all going directly to heaven or we're all going the other way. I paraphrase the first paragraph of A Tale of Two Cities, Charles Dickens's novel set against the backdrop of the French Revolution, because we find ourselves at a similar revolutionary juncture. Bloody and chaotic, the French Revolution not only changed France, it changed the world. Today, new revolutionary forces are stirring, driven by rapid advances in technology, and like it or not, the world will never be the same. The questions are, what will that future look like? What kind of dance will we have with robots? I foresee two scenarios, one bright, the other dark. Which future we realize will depend on the choices we make today. We must forge the future we want and not accept one by default. Let's start with the bright future. In this future, we skillfully navigate three realities of the new economy, connectivity, superintelligence, and dematerialization. In the bright future, institutions are based on science, not superstition. Its core cultural project is to increase well-being using fewer resources. Its ethical foundations are openness, inclusion, equality, and democracy. The denizens of this future use technology to transcend rather than dominate, to help rather than harm, and to share rather than accumulate. Everyone benefits from technology. Everyone becomes more prosperous while rebalancing our relationship with nature. In the bright future, we're increasingly interconnected. We can connect easily with every person on the planet, even the moon or Mars. We connect effortlessly with an ever-growing network of machines, devices, and robots from which we gather an exponentially increasing amount of data. We have our fingers on the pulse of the universe. Super-intelligent robots review this raging river of data and glean insights. The number one job of the robots is dematerialization. They help us get better results using fewer resources. As such, we don't extract as many resources from the earth while increasing prosperity. Most of the value created in this bright future is intangible. Most of the tangible things we used to own, use, or see around us, vanish. The number one human job is to help one another successfully navigate change. We help our customers anticipate change and respond to change. We bring together our unique human amalgam of skills, talents, and abilities to identify and solve emergent problems. We also forge forward to achieve big ideas, solutions, and innovations that new technology make possible. Freed by the robots from manual labor and repetitive low-value symbol work, we think, dream, and care. We have more time for creative pursuits. 
we slow down and relax. Traditional borders, boundaries, and categories become irrelevant. Nations of connection replace nation-states. The divisions between industrial sectors blur and disappear. The division of labor becomes irrelevant. Living in a network, we see more readily how everything is connected. We see more clearly what connects us rather than divides us. Our incentive is to create more connections. Robots are our servants, not our masters. Robots help us solve human problems, not robot problems, to achieve human goals, not robot goals. We're no longer storehouses. We're conduits. Instead of gathering, accumulating, and protecting, we explore, curate, and share. We're producers and consumers, prosumers. We simultaneously create value and consume value. We consume energy and create energy. We consume data and create data. We entertain and are entertained. We care and are cared for. We replace or with and. We replace subtraction with addition, division with multiplication. We're additive rather than subtractive. In this bright future, individuals own their means of data production. People know the value of their data and receive compensation for it. They understand that data is the most valuable currency of the new economy. They also have complete control over their privacy and can calibrate exactly how much data they want to provide and sell. The power structure of the network is distributed, not concentrated. The monopolistic data concentrators of the early internet have been replaced by the collective. Data, data storage, software, and processing power are spread across the network. In the battle of good and evil, good prevails 51% of the time, gradually inching forward the moral arc of the universe. This epic battle is played out increasingly on the network, rather than on real-world battlefields. Good ideas and the truth overcome bad ideas and fake news like antibodies fighting malignant viruses. In this bright future, we take a human-first approach. Humans first, robots second. Maybe even better, biology first, machines second. Our key objective is health and happiness, well-being. If a robot or a machine helps us become healthier and happier, great. But if it makes us sicker and unhappier, not so good. We're vigilant and honest about the effects of technology and always equip our robots with an on-off switch. What about the dark future? Beyond the robotic dystopian tropes found in sci-fi movies like The Matrix and The Terminator, where the robots battle and enslave us, what's the realistic worst-case scenario? In the dark future, robots are our masters. They tell us what to do. They make suggestions, and most of the time we act on those recommendations. This slide into servitude is already underway. The navigator in our cars tells us where to drive. Algorithms on Amazon suggest slash tell us what to buy, and algorithms on social media slash news sites tell us what to think, specifically, what to think about, in the dark future, artificial intelligence AI robots will give us a continuous stream of instructions about our health, 
exercise now. About our finances, buy now. And about our relationships, call our mothers in law now. At first, this guidance is welcome, but it doesn't take long before we lose agency and simply take orders. Robots could also turn us into superhumans, exponentially increasing our physical and mental capacities. This might sound good, but it's likely the rich and privileged who will get these capacities first, giving them an insurmountable lead over the digital proletariat. We could end up with two classes of humans, a small coterie of robot-enriched ones lording it over the rest of us. A robotocracy. This kind of inequity is already manifest. People living and working in high-bandwidth urban centers have a significant competitive advantage over folks in low-bandwidth rural regions, dictators and autocrats could use technology to run a surveillance state. Employing data mining, machine learning, surveillance cameras, tracking devices, and facial recognition, control-crazed leaders could keep tabs on their citizenry. They could use this information to clamp down on dissent and enforce social and economic behavior. They'll know who we are, where we go, and what we do every minute of the day. They'll know how we feel and what we think. It will make Big Brother look like a small sibling by comparison. Employers could use robots for nefarious ends. They can replace human employees with robots and have a big incentive to do that. But they can also use robots to track and control in minute detail the performance and behavior of employees. They can monitor when they take a break or go to the washroom. They can use algorithms to rate their performance, determine compensation, and fire them if necessary. Taken to an extreme, they can employ robots to extract the maximum effort from their employees while minimizing the cost of labor. That's why it's important to recognize that robots don't just replace humans in the workplace, they can be used to dehumanize and exploit employees. It all depends on the intentions of the employer. Millions of workers around the world could be thrown out of work by robots, not just blue-collar ones but in every profession, including lawyers, doctors, actors, writers, engineers, and computer programmers. As machine learning algorithms learn how to learn at an even faster clip, there's not much they couldn't do. Not only will they get smarter, they can also create more adroit robots that can do precision manual work, from picking tomatoes to performing eye surgery. Robots will be able to write novels, compose music, and paint watercolor landscapes. They'll serve as nurses, truck drivers, electricians, and pilots, all of which will be highly disruptive. People will lose their jobs and incomes. They won't have anything to do. And in this dark future, the superhumans controlling everything won't care. They'll simply enlist guard robots to keep the dispossessed away from their yachts and gated compounds. In the dark future, robots will be utilized to further exploit our natural resources, to pull more out of the earth and stimulate increased consumption. Instead of fostering a more balanced relationship with nature, faster and more powerful robots will give us greater dominion over it, thereby further destroying the environment. In this future, robots take over the show. Every day they get smarter, faster, and more powerful. 
At first we think we can control them, but eventually they control us. Then we don't even understand what they're doing or how they're doing it. We become spectators, and then victims. Frankly, the dark future is more likely because humans aren't great at dealing proactively with potential problems. We tend to hope for the best, that our profligacies won't have downsides, and if they do, we believe we can deal with it then. That's like smoking two packs of cigarettes a day with the backup plan that chemotherapy will save us if we get lung cancer. Our current dance with robots is like riding a wild tiger. We hope we can hang on and won't fall off and get eaten by the tiger. That's why we must think deeply about our relationship with robots. Do we want to have a functional or dysfunctional relationship? What will this relationship look like at every level, personally, in our careers, in our business, and in our society? We must ask, what future do we want, the bright one or the dark one? Surely, we want the bright future, but we'll have to work on it. The robots are working on their future. They never sleep. So we need to wake up and get going.